It will go beyond us, that you will meet every need of those um, who receive something from it. God, we thank you for the opportunity to give, and we do not take that lightly this morning. And we say these things in your name. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited about tomorrow night's meet and greet. So hopefully you'll show up if this is a new environment for you or you just want to meet some people. It's going to be a great time. Restredo's uh, is now owned by one of our members, Lauren Peaver. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? So we support local business. Uh, we also support local community stuff. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, we also did the fishing derby this weekend and uh, had our train out there and saw some of our folks that were volunteering. And thank you, Brandon Kelly, for running the train. It just was a, a fun time. It really was a good time. Uh, also, we had the rotary auction, which was really cool last night because a lot of what they raised money for went to the storehouse for backpack buddies, and, uh, and so it's been a busy weekend, to say the least. So therefore, I didn't prepare a message for today, so <laughs> I'm just going to say a prayer for you guys and uh, go on about my business. Uh, now nah, I got something good. Got something great to share with you. Uh, there's, uh, it's been fun the last couple weeks. Um, Easter was amazing. It was a great time. Thank you all that helped with that, because uh, we couldn't do Easter without you. Uh, you know, it, it just was so great seeing folks that hadn't been here since the pandemic, and uh, also that, you know, just seeing all the guests that you guys brought was just really fun and a, a great time. Uh, but also, we got some great response from people <clears throat> who uh, saw the the message or saw the painting and related the color message and everything, bringing back the color and how it kind of it really communicated to them. And um, this week we had a prayer meeting for uh, the local city officials uh, and healthcare workers and police and fire. And uh, we were honored to be able to pray for Loretta, who's one of our chaplains and uh, amazing, uh, and the mayor was here, and so it was a really good time, but it was interesting that after that prayer time uh, was over, uh, a couple of the people that were there uh, that were invited came to our Easter service and mentioned how the message had really connected with them and the song that went along with that, and so the whole visualization of the need to bring back color into our lives, and in other words, make it vibrant again and come alive again. Very similar to winter turning to spring when everything turns green and bright and brilliant. And that was why we had the theme, Bring Back the Color. But I also talked to a couple of people that feel like they are still stuck in the, that gray experience. And they don't know how to get that color back, okay? And, and so, Today, I want to address that uh, with a message called Environment is Everything. <laughs> the environment is everything, right? Because, uh, you know, so much of what goes on in our lives is about the environment we choose to set ourselves in, so right? And that life that comes from those that we spend time with, those that we... Um, 
that we fellowship with, those that we have small group with, and the different things, right? Uh, the people that we play with, we work with, and all the, all the things. And uh, I want to bring you, your, your minds to um, a, a test that you can take that reviews some things about yourself. Uh, what we have found is, or what scientists have found and psychologists as they've studied uh, childhood trauma, is that people uh, tend to live 20 years long, uh, shorter on the average if certain childhood experiences take place. It's really interesting because your body remembers the trauma, your mind, your body, even if you block it out, your body, your emotions, your, 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 the fabric of your being remembers it. And there's this thing called the ACE score. You ever heard of that? So the ACE score is where you, you uh, take a quiz and you uh, answer some questions about things that happened before you were 18 years old. And uh, a low score would be one, a high score would be 10. And if you have uh, anything over a four, then you, are, you, you have a good chance of living less on the earth, less time on the earth. Uh, and that could be through a de early death, it could be through a suicide, it could be through um, addiction issues or domestic violence, things along those lines, right? And so um, I'm sharing this with you, not so that you freak out and wonder, oh, I wonder what my score is. That means I'm not going to live to be 80. I'm going to live to be 60. I'm going to die. It's like, well, I have a high ACE score. I grew up and in, in a very dysfunctional family. Even though I knew my family loved me and my mom and dad loved me, there was so much dysfunction there and so much stuff entered into my life through school, uh, through people that came in and out of our home uh, and things along those lines. That, and, and, and the way that we lived, the way that I was pretty much left to go wherever I wanted to go, whenever I wanted to go there, without anybody checking in on me. And so some strange things took place over the years in my life. And, and so my ACE score is a six. And, um, and so, in fact, we have a QR code that you can download on your phone because I know your curiosity is like really bugging you, right? Okay, get your phones out. I'll let you use your phones right now, okay? Those of you at home, you can just Google right now uh, ACE quiz, ACE score and, or ACE quiz. So uh, just shoot your phone up there and download that real quick. I know some of you are going to take this quiz while you're sitting there. So, I, you know, I'm, no condemnation. Hopefully it'll be helpful for you. Okay? All right? Now, so like some of the, these experiences that children have, if, if there was addiction in the home or if, if there was domestic violence or if there was a, a divorce that was really challenging or there was a... Um, uh, you know, there was somebody in the home that molested them, or uh, there's a, a lot of different things. And you go through this quiz, and as you and get through the quiz, then you f find out what your score is. And so what they found is, is that uh, you, can, you, can shift, you can shift the adverse uh, effects, the things that could cause later... Uh, problems later on in life with a few things. One is, obviously, ongoing counseling and 
therapy if, if they have a real high score or something or you've had some bad experiences. But, um, but the main thing that interferes with adverse effects is relationships. Healthy relationships, a mentor coming into your life, a grandparent entering in, another relative, an aunt or an uncle, a neighbor, somebody that begins to bring some normal, healthy guidance, support, belief in, which happened to me. And so what happens is, is that when you get around enough people that are functioning or have gotten through things and been delivered from things and healed from things and strengthened and prayed for, all of a sudden something happens. So I want to do something. Did y'all get that? Did y'all, y'all got this, okay? Did it work on your phones? Okay, it worked. Okay. Has anybody taken the quiz yet? <laughs> What's your A score? It, yours is a one. Very good. Very good. So you don't belong here. So this is only fours and above, okay? No, 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 you're good. No, but this is a, that's a good thing, right? Obviously, something was going on in the home or the environment in which she up. Was, uh, was brought up where she was protected from some of these adverse effects, right? And not all of us have that experience, okay? Even if we grew up in a Christian home, we can still have a high ACE score. And so, um, so when you have a low uh, score like Molly, you, uh, you are in a really, sorry, sorry for exposing you on national TV. Well, I mean global TV, actually, because this is a global, yeah. Thank you, mom and dad. Thank you, Molly's mom and dad, for a one, even if she lied. Okay, so, so what, what we want to do is when you have a one, you tend to want to help people, and you don't even realize what it is. Because what your normal is, and you see somebody with a four or a five score or a six or seven or eight or nine or even a ten, your heart goes out to them because you haven't experienced what they've experienced and the thought of experiencing just makes your heart heavy and you want to do something, right? This is where a lot of us get our calling. Or if we had a high score and somebody helped us get through that, through prayer and deliverance and all the things, right? And discipleship and uh, leading us to the Lord. Then we feel this gratitude and to whom much has been given much is required, and so when we get delivered from those things, those adverse effects, then we want to pour back. I'm going to have Lisa come up and uh, write on this board because I've gotten too many complaints that people cannot, come on, read my handwriting. And so I found somebody right before service that has good handwriting, and so we're going to test her handwriting out. So, Lisa... The pressure's on. And, uh, and so I wanted to, I wrote down a couple of things on this piece of paper um, about relationships that we see happening. Uh, when you come into faith, you come into a church, 
You come into the body of Christ, not just your church, but the body of Christ provides an environment. Okay, relationships with other Christians, people that know Christ, have some uh, attributes, okay? And so what happens is over time, and if you would just write these down on here, big enough so the back row can see, it'd be great. You, you experience some discipleship. In other words, mentoring, discipleship. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just spell it any way you want. It doesn't really matter because they're used to my spelling. So, D I S C I P, D I S C I P L E. Yeah, it's still better than mine. Um, and you come into a, a place where there's safety, to, safety in the multitude, okay? Scripture tells us that there's safety in the multitude of counselors or wisdom in the multitude of counselors, okay? So we come into a place where there's some safety. Um, we come into a place where um, there's restoration, where we restore. When people fall, we help pick them up. So restoration is a part of the relationships. Peacemaking is when there's tension between two people, the tendency of Christians is, is oh, well, look, we got to make peace. We, we got to go to him and him alone, and we got to talk to him, right? And we make peace, or we see two people that can't seem to get together, and we get in there, and we say, hey, come on, guys, let's pull this together. We're believers here. We can get through this, right? Um, or, you know, there's, you know, this might seem funny to you, but in a church, oftentimes, when we're going around shaking hands, high-fiving, giving each other a hug, or whatever the case may be, there is touch. There's some people that never touch anybody all week long. And they come to church, and so there's physical touch. Uh, children, babies being held, picked up. And uh, there's prayer. People are praying for each other. You come forward for prayer up here. Uh, you're talking to your friend. Say, hey, well, do you think I could pray for you? That seems really hard. I'll pray for you. Uh, that's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. When we are here and we get a group of people and we find somebody's got a, a problem, we get a group of people to s surround them and pray and lift them up and help them get through the thing they're going through. Uh, you know, there's, there's um, carrying of burdens, how we help each other carry one another's burdens in the body. There's, um, there's friendship with a common union. A common union. There's something about the body of Christ that provides a common union. And so even though we may have a lot of different beliefs politically or a lot of different beliefs in raising kids and how we do life and marriage and preferences and all kinds of stuff, there is one common union is that we're all doing the best we can to follow Jesus. And that common union uh, whether you're here in Covington or Maple Valley or Black Diamond or Kent or you're in South Africa or New Zealand or Finland, anywhere in the world, the body of Christ, the minute you find out somebody's a Christian, you've got that common union with them. You have something that's there. You, you'll really notice it when somebody that you really love, you have that common union with them and all of a sudden, they walk away from that common union. 
Have you ever had that happen to you? Somebody steps out of faith? It's really hard because you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. It's like, I still love you, but we had a common union and this isn't working like it used to work. And it's challenging. But when it's working, it's like, it's amazing, right? You still love people that don't have that common union. It's just that there's something there that is awesome when you're just all working together. And so when you look at this, you see this list, and there's a lot of other, what are some of the other benefits that you see uh, in friendships or relationships when you get into the body of Christ? Anybody? Healing. Healing. Oh, yeah, healing. And laughter. Laughter. Here, we can use this one, too, if that's done. Accountability. I don't really like that one. <laughs> Thank you, Jamerlin. I always got to bring it back to getting everybody in line around here. Okay. Yeah, accountability is a good thing. I mean, because it's like you're not going to go out and do something stupid and blow this thing you've got going, right? It's like, and if we do blow it, then we got somebody to lift us up and, and get us back restored, right? Uh, so we got, did we get laughter up there? Yeah, we got laughter, joy. Um, what else? Corporate yes, corporate worship. When you're singing together and you're, you hear me say this all the time. It's like once you start singing in just a few minutes, by the second song, everybody's heart is beating at the same rhythm. Isn't that wild? Pretty cool. I felt scientific saying that. It's just kind of cool. What else? Anything else? Huh? Food. Yeah. Eating together. Right? Love that. Okay. All right. One more. Fellowship. Yeah. So, we, did we get mentoring up there? Let's put mentor up there. Yeah. Inspiration. Creativity. Play. How about memories? I've got some great memories with some of you. It's just amazing, right? And so when I look back at our formative years as, as Christians and raising our kids, we made so many memories, not just at church, but man, my wife used to take the kids to the park all the time and meet like five or six ladies that, and they would, you know, forget their kids were even there and they, they would just talk and they built relationships while their kids were causing problems. And, you know, it just is a beautiful thing. And, and so, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, there's just this, this, these things that happen when you connect with the body of Christ, right? Lisa, thank you. You did a fantastic, let's give it up for Lisa. Yeah. And, um, and so, the environment which is happening, not just in church, but with the body of Christ, is, is really amazing. And if you think about this, this isn't happening in a bar. It's not happening very much at work, okay? It's not happening in any of the places that we go, really, to this extent, okay? But what happens is, is that when you 
immerse yourself into the environment of the body, then pretty soon you start bringing these things to those places. You see what I'm saying? Some of you are like, oh, good. I'm going to go to the bar and bring a few of these things. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying. I'm saying these things right here shape you. And when you get shaped, you begin to bring it everywhere you go. Okay? And so I want to look at a couple of scriptures here, if, if we could, and turn over to... Well, let me just say, uh, just remind you of a couple of things first, and then we'll read a couple of scriptures. Um, in Genesis, it says it's not good for man to be alone. When, they were create, when God was creating man, he just says it's not good for man to be alone. This guy is lost without having a companion. Okay, that's when he goes to work on making woman. Okay, now how all that worked, we, we really don't know. We just know. The bigger picture, the truth that you see there, is that people were not designed to be alone. They were designed to be connected and interdependent on one another, okay? And then we also know that in Psalms 92, that people who are planted in God's house, the house of the Lord, the body of Christ, from our reference, will flourish. They'll flourish, Things will, good things will happen. So the ACE score person that of six, like myself, gets inserted into this, and these things begin to counteract my ACE score. The, the darkness in the picture on Easter, if you didn't see that, make sure you go back and watch that, because I think it will really give you a good visual of what I'm talking about. But the, the black, the grayness that covers over the color begins to be pushed back, okay? Because we get in this environment. And so some of us, we come into an environment like this and we bring in some dysfunction. We bring in a high ACE score that is beginning to affect us at 52. But oftentimes it started when we were seven. Okay, then we come into the environment or we increase how we engage in the environment. And then all of a sudden, things start happening. Burdens start lifting, right? You start to feel safe in your soul. And so you share your story. You get discipled, you feel inspiration, you get some healing. You experience some joy, and you actually come to church, and somebody prays for you, and after you're done, you got this big hug, and you're used to doing this, this thing like this type of hug, and all of a sudden, this person just grabs you and says, I'm with you, and it's just amazing. If you look at um, Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, and uh, Jesus, uh, his mother and brothers came to see him, and they stood outside and sent word to him to come on out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone said, your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. And Jesus replied, who is my mother? 
Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, look, these are my mother and brothers right here. Anyone who does the will of my brother and sister, I mean, anybody that does God's will is my brother and my sister. It's an interesting transformation that takes place when you recognize that your family isn't just your blood family. When you realize that that's not the only family that you have. And when you have a very close family, it's really encouraging to know that you get to have more family when you come into the body of Christ. And if you're, you have a family that every time you get around them, you feel toxic or you're triggered or post-traumatic stress sets in, or you just don't like them (laughs) because they're just mean people or they're just hard to get along with. And you come into this and you realize you got some family, it's, it's, it's helpful, it's healing. It gives you some joy, it gives you some peace because the environment is everything. Let's look at this. Well, he says, when Jesus is talking, he's saying, he says, I'm not limited to just, I recognize that's my mother, because he loved his mom. He had no problem with his brothers. But he looked at the people and said, if you do the will of God, man, we're, we're one. We have a common union. I'm your brother, I'm your sister, so take me by the hand. Um, that's an old song. Galatians chapter 6 In verse 1, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sort of sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and help people and strengthen people and lift people up and take some time out of your day or out of your week to do something that brings healing and brings hope or some joy or some laughter. Every time you throw a party and you invite somebody that normally doesn't get to a party, it adds something to the environment that lifts people's soul. Okay? Look at this verse. Down in Galatians, this is Paul writing again, chapter 6, starting with verse 9. Those who only live to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that simple nature. In other words, when you live outside of these kind of relationships, there's something in you dies. Something in you decays. You start perishing. You start heading out. This is why people with a high A score, if they continue to live outside in the gray, in the dark, and they don't come into the light or come into the body or come into healthy relationships like this, then they oftentimes, in average, die 20 years younger than the average age. It's 80 is the average length of a life. Today, we'll be celebrating a man at 3 o'clock today, Dick Jensen, who lived to be in his 80s. And the reason he lived to be in his 80s is because he invested himself into the environment of the body. I believe that, because he was supposed to die 15 years ago with cancer. 
John. Well, no, let's read a little bit more in, in uh, Galatians. He says, um, those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing good. And at just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So there's a directive to help all people, the people that are living in the gray and the dark and the downtrodden. We want to help them. We want to help people that don't live in this environment. But we want to spend special attention or pay special attention to the people that live in this environment to make sure that we're doing our part. So we pray for them. We watch out for them. We don't see them for a while. We give them a call. We see that they've been looking down lately. Uh, you know, whatever. We notice things about people, right? And so then we bring it. Why is that? Because we care. And the environment is everything. And so when we allow this environment and we spend enough time in it and we immerse ourselves or baptize ourselves in it, every time we do something to engage, whether it, it can be a frivolous thing like driving the train at Maple Valley Fishing Derby, okay? It could be something like that. Or it's working out at the maker's market or the oil change day or you're coming in early and setting up as an usher and you're doing something and you're engaging. Going to a birthday party with other folks that you see on a regular basis in the environment and all of a sudden something edifies your soul. But when you just, you know, listen to Bible study online, and you just stay by yourself at home. You don't get any of this. You can pray alone, and that's a beautiful thing. And your relationship with God will just be beautiful. But if your relationship with God is vibrant, he's going to be leading you to this place. So you can bring what you got. Okay? Does that make sense? So if we're talking about bringing back color in our lives... What we're doing is we're saying we need to immerse ourselves or baptize ourselves in the midst of this. You know, it, we have baptism coming up. Uh, is it next week? May 1st. Okay, May 1st. That's next week. Gosh, where's my life going? It's just going by so fast. It's like, but it's like we're going to baptize we're going to bury the old person, come up the new person, but we're also being baptized into the body, right? Immersed into this. And uh, I think it's awesome because when that happens, all of a sudden, the ACE score is no longer in charge. It's no longer a death sentence. It's no longer a curse. It's no longer a prophecy. It's now something that gets redeemed. Now, all of a sudden, the higher your A score, it's a good thing. You got a big story to tell. Look what God has done for you, right? All right? You got a low score? Oh, man, you got a story to tell because there's a reason you got a low score. Tell the story. 
right? So here's what I would say. Look at John chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus says this, John 13. So now I'm giving you a new commandment to love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. There is one thing up here that nobody mentioned that's probably central to all of this, and that is love. There is a love that comes from man. Did I spell it right? You can't read it? Love, love, love. If you can't read that, I'm going to hold you accountable. So, but the love, there's a love. And this is the commandment. He reduces, Jesus reduces all of this stuff into this thing called love. And when you're holding somebody accountable, really what you're saying is, you know what? What's happening is what you're doing is not an expression of love. All of these things, if it comes right down to it, it all comes from a heart of love. And Jesus gives us this new commandment. It's like, whoa, where's it been? And he brings it in a way and he demonstrates it in how he lives and how he reaches out to people that nobody else would touch or go near. But he goes there and he does it. And so I'm going to ask that you consider, get yourself planted in this kind of thing. And let this environment, some of you that have broken relationships or that you got trauma in your life, give the environment a chance. If you are traumatized by things that happened to you in a previous marriage or in a, in a previous relationship or growing up, and you got some bad stuff in your past that you've tried to block out, but it just keeps popping up. And all of a sudden, anger just comes out. And you behave radically or in a dark way, and you know it, and you can't understand why you keep doing the same things over and over again, making the same bad mistakes over and over again. If you don't understand why that is happening, just know that that ACE score, that thing that happened to you when you are younger, is trying to pop its ugly head out. It doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing. It just needs to be like an oil light going off in your car that says, get immersed in the environment because the environment is everything. And sometimes people say, well, you know, it just seems like people that are really struggling or they find their way into church. It's like, yeah, duh. That's right. If you're struggling, get into the body of Christ and allow the environment to do its magic. But you know, you do have a part to play and that part to play is you have to be very intentional in making sure that you are inserting yourself into the depths of the fabrics and not just be somebody that is a dipper, right? You don't just dip your foot into it. Dump, dive in, jump. When the kids were little, we used to jump off cliffs and, and we'd watch people go down to the water 
and touch it. And they go, oh, it's so cold. It's like, well, you'll never jump now. Because we, we know it's cold, but we're not going to touch it. <laughs> we're just going to do the shock thing. Right? And first we'd go Taylor, then we'd go Shelby, then go Cameron, then I'd go. And uh, sometimes we have to jump in. Don't just try the water. Just jump in. Get baptized. Get baptized in it. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for uh, the environment of this place that has done so much healing for me. Uh, I, I look around the room and there's people in this room that have spoken to my life. There's people that have prayed for me, that have helped set me free from stuff. And I thank you for the environment. I've seen people in here do some amazing things to help set people free. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to grow this garden and that you would bring back color into all of our lives. And I pray that every one of us would see that we have a common union with one another. And those that don't know you, Lord, I pray that they would jump in so they could join this common union. Lord, for those of us that have been triggered uh, in a negative way by some of the things that we've seen in religious circles or from other Christians and stuff, and it, it didn't match this illustration on the board here, Lord. I pray that you would do what you need to do to heal us so that we can get back to being immersed into your body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Would you stand up to your feet? Uh, when you get ready to come to church, and this isn't the only place you do this, but when you do come to church, what I want to encourage you to do is when you get in your car, you sit down or on your bike, whatever you're doing, uh, I want you to just kind of run it through your mind as I'm going to the environment. I'm headed to the environment. I'm going to the place where the color comes back into my spirit so that I can wipe away the residue of this week, but also so I can help do that for others that I see by giving them an encouraging word, offering to say a prayer for them, giving them a high five, buying them a coffee, sitting down to talk after church, going out to the swing and just sit there and talk and, and share with one another. And just communicate that to yourself and just say, you know what, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring something to the table today, this, this Sunday morning, I, I'm going to encourage somebody. I'm going to believe that God's going to sit me next to somebody that needs something that I have or I need something that they have because I'm immersed in the environment because the environment is everything. Amen? That's why we're doing Ristretto's uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Doesn't cost a thing. Just come and all you have to do is RSVP. That's the one thing it costs you. We need an RSVP because we have to cut it off at a certain number because we can only hold like a hundred and something people there. So, but we'd love to have you. So glad that you are all here today. Um, you guys have a great Sunday. If you'd like to have prayer, which is one thing that we offer every Sunday, and some of us go through traumatic things and we never take advantage of this. We need to start doing this, right? So prayer partners are gonna come up here. They're gonna be up here. Just don't be afraid. Just walk up and say, hey, I need prayer, I need some environment, I need you to do your magic, 
and uh, connect me with what I need, okay? And uh, they'll do it. They're great, they're trained, and they would love to speak with you. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.